Violent collision kills two people outside Tampa International Airport. An alleged road rage attack rips three families apart. Tonight, we're learning about the boys who were killed. Prosecutors are going to pursue charges against people who are texting while driving. That's right, this DUI and murder suspect could get life in prison if convicted. You don't think it can happen to you. It can happen to you within seconds, a blink of an eye. When you take your eyes off the road for just seconds, when you're driving your car, oh, yes, it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast is Howard Drescher. All right, welcome. Welcome to another show of DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. First off, I'd like to thank each and every one of you who wished me a happy birthday yesterday. I appreciate it. Thank you. Heartfelt, I can tell. A lot of you, uh, I never knew that you knew it was my birthday. Uh, it's something I like to try to keep down on a down low, if you will. Because once you get up to a certain age, you just want to forget your birthdays. And I think we're all going to cross that bridge sooner or later. Eh, at least for the most part. Some of you probably relish the fact that you're getting older. Those uh, younger ones that relish that, slow down. Because once you get to a certain age, you want to rewind and kind of go back into your childhood. Anyways, I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. And of course, now this podcast show, you can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV. And of course, on Facebook, it's DistractedDB. And you can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword distracted DB. So in the last couple of weeks, I've been talking a lot about hit and runs and DUIs. And it just seems to be coming full circle over and over and over again. No longer, no, I mean, as long as I keep preaching it, I think it's still going to continue to happen. Even if I stop talking about it today, it's still going to happen. But I'm finding out that there's more and more people that are outraged at the situation than I previously thought. I'm thinking if it doesn't affect somebody that you know, like right up and close, or if it's not somebody in your immediate family, I felt like it's not affecting you. But more and more people are being affected by the hit and runs and the DUIs and the distracted driving because it is slowly, in some way, shape, or form, it is affecting you, whether you know it or not. And the way you find out if it is affecting you, if you end up staying stuck in traffic for more than what it said on your GPS when you're traveling from point A to point B and then now all of a sudden that thing escalated by 10 to 15, 20 minutes. 
as case in point, the other day I was driving home Monday, uh, and as I was driving home, I left early work on Monday because I went to work on Sunday, and so I left early. Now, I left early at 1 o'clock, and normally traffic at that time going down the 91 freeway, eh, it's hit or miss. It's so-so. It's not perfect, but it's not the worst. So I'm driving down. I get through there, and I'm going, oh, my gosh. I hit the 15 in Corona. I'm thinking, okay, this is a piece of cake. On a pace like this, I should be home in an hour and 15 minutes. So I'm cruising along. All of a sudden, I just passed Lake Elsinore, getting closer to Temecula, my home city. And all of a sudden, we start slowing down. And as we start to slow down, I happen to see this puff of smoke in the air. And I'm getting closer and closer and inching up car by car by little bit at a little bit, half a turn of the wheel this way, half of a turn of the wheel this way or that way. And next thing you know, I'm passing a car that was kind of fully engulfed in fire. Now, I'm not really sure how that happened. It's a straightaway. There was no other cars around them that could have caused any kind of a crash. But that slowed me down for these 20 minutes. So those are the things that I'm talking about. Now, here's another quick story for you. Uh, on Tuesday, as I left work, now I left work Tuesday a little bit later, around, say, 7 o'clock. And I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to try to get home a little bit quicker. I can take the fast track every now and then. I try not to take the fast track because that's more money going to California than what's going into my pocket. But every now and then, you got to take the fast track. And the price was okay, like $390 or $395 or something like that, to go about, I don't know, 15 miles. I'm guessing 15. I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm getting edging over into the fast track. Prior to that, I'd say about a mile prior to that, I noticed this car that was speeding, passing me. And I recognized it because it had some weird billboard on the hood or, a, a, or the roof of the car about some advertisement for some kind of food or something like that. And I'm thinking, okay, that's kind of weird. But And as I kept going, I happened to notice that the two drivers were two young females in the car. Not that that makes a difference. Not that that makes a difference at all. I'm just happening to notice, okay, there's two females in there. Maybe it's their company. Maybe they're driving around, making some extra money on the side, advertising on somebody's car. Sometimes I've, I've heard of cases of this. So that, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, that's what it is. So as I'm driving in, I'm getting closer and closer to the exit, the merge lane into the fast track. And it has about a half a mile, and then it kind of bends in a curve. And right at the curve, that's where they have the split. And just prior to getting to that, all of a sudden, all the cars in front of me in that lane is slowing down. And I'm looking, and I'm slowing down, I'm slowing down. All of a sudden, everybody comes to a complete stop. So I had to like tap on the brakes just a little bit harder, and I ended up stopping. And I kind of gaze over to the right side where the passenger would be sitting. And I look over, and I'm saying, 
this just didn't happen. This did not just happen in front of me. Man. One, two, three, four cars went through, and I was like the fifth car. I bypassed a little bit, but by the time I got a chance to bypass, all of a sudden I hear, whoop, 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 whoop. I don't know, some kind of alarm. Comes to be, there's a tow truck right behind me. Now, how did the tow truck know that quack, that quickly that crash happened? And guess who was driving the car? And honestly, to tell you the truth, I think it was a hit and run. Because the two girls that had that advertisement on the roof of their car was hit. Now, I don't know if they were trying to change lanes into the fast track and didn't make it because their car was half and half in, in that merged lane and halfway out. And I happened to notice that there was a car, and then by the time, it was a blue car, if I remember right. So as I got closer to the victim's car, I noticed there was no blue car. And I see the girl outside taking pictures, and she was pointing over in a direction. I looked over, and I didn't see anybody. Normal flow of traffic for a crash at that time of day. And they're talking to the tow truck driver, pointing over on, you know, on the side of the road that they were at. And I didn't see anything. And I'm thinking, man, did I just witness my first hit and run? I talk about it all the time, but I happen to notice that this is my first hit and run that I've actually saw. Now, that didn't slow me down very much. I felt bad that I didn't stop, but two other people had stopped, plus the tow truck people were there. No sense of me clogging up the roadways. So I proceeded on down the road. Even though leaving at that time of day at 1 o'clock, 1.15, by the time I actually got onto the freeway. It still took a good amount of time on a Friday to go home, or on, I'm sorry, on a Tuesday to go home. And I'm thinking to myself, is this something that's normal at this time of day? Are we really bent on the fact that, man, traffic just totally sucks here in California. And especially on the freeways on Certain days, there are plus and minuses, and quite honestly, to tell you the truth, I had nothing but a minus on that time. The thing about this is, it affects you, me, and everybody across the board. It may not affect you directly. Your car was not in a crash, but it can affect you later on down the road. It may affect you Time-wise, if you're trying to go to work, now all of a sudden, now you're late getting to work. You're caught up in traffic. If you had to pick up your son or your daughter at a daycare center, now you're late for picking them up. It affects each and every one of us in that way, shape, or form. There's some way that it is affecting each and every one of us. Just saying. I mean, it's like, come on, guys. Can we, can we learn to stop? Can we learn to stop? and not be in the realm that we are right now. Can we slow down? More and more people are noticing this, and more and more people are getting affected or infected by it, either one.
You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hey, it's me, your cell phone. We need to talk about something, something serious. I know you love me. I know you like using me wherever you are, but I feel like this isn't working out when you're driving. I know you may think that it's possible to focus both on me and the road, but I just don't feel the same way. I think we should spend time away from each other when you're driving. It's for the best. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Honey! Are you ready to go to the party? We're late. Uh, what? Yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll be ready in five minutes, babe. Really? Can you get off the phone? I'm already ready. We're going to be late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I'm almost done. Let's go. Come on. Okay, honey. Let's go. Can you be ready next time? I feel like I'm always ragging on you to get ready for these types of parties. Isn't the man supposed to be waiting on the lady anyway? I'm I'm sorry, babe. I I know I say this all the time, but I, I promise. Next time, I really, 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 really promise next time I'll be ready, and I'll be ready to go by the time you get home. Gosh. Oh, uh, let me see who that is. I'm waiting to see if my friend is actually going to be at this no. party. No! Leave your phone alone. You know that scared me last time. You nearly hit someone walking in a crosswalk. What? No, you're crazy. Look, what? I told you don't tell me what to do. I got this. Stop the car! Stop it now. I... I just can't be with someone who doesn't care about my life, not to mention their own. <laughs> Babe, wait, wait, come back. Uh, this, this isn't happening, is it? Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. And of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course on Facebook, it's DistractedDB, and you can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Type in the keyword DistractedDB, and you can get this show as long as well as all my archive shows. Coming up, we're going to have the top story from the previous show. All right, coming up, we'll have the top story from the previous show in just a few minutes. A lot of people surprised, or at least I am surprised, at what a lot of people has chosen for me as the top story. We'll get into that in just a few minutes. But how many people have been going out to restaurants in the last couple of weeks now that each and every city is slowly, slowly starting to open? Well, I got a story here from CBS2 New York and how one is dead after a car crash 
into an, a restaurant. Now, I'm not sure if the restaurant was an outside dining restaurant or if it was actually an inside the building crash. I didn't get a chance to review the show as much or the audio prior to really doing what I'm supposed to do uh, due to the fact that uh, I was kind of taking a little bit of time off. Uh, as you know, yesterday was my birthday, and so I was doing a little bit of celebrating. Also, I was doing a little bit of repair on my household uh, with my neighbor who was helping me out, who, Alfredo, I appreciate it big time how you helped me out getting my stuff taken care of. All right, so here it is uh, from CBS2 in New York, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. We begin tonight with that breaking story out of Astoria. One person killed, several others hurt after a car slammed into a restaurant. CBS 2's Ali Bauman live at the scene with the latest on this. Ali? Christine and Dick police say the driver was trying to cut off the car in front of her when she lost control and slammed into this restaurant, taking a tree down with it. Three people were rushed to nearby hospitals and sadly one man succumbed to his injuries. Surveillance video shows the chaos as a car rams through the outdoor dining structure, jumps the curb, and hits a tree, stopping just short of the restaurant's open wall. Car was smoking, nobody knew what to do. Around 7.45 p.m., a car drove through Rosatario's seating structure at 35th Street near Gitmar's Boulevard. Police say a 29-year-old man on a scooter was killed, and a diner sitting by the wall was also struck and injured. It looks like it kind of accelerated. I saw it aim into it, and then the tree fell first. I think that's what, you know, draw a lot of people into it. Police say it appears the driver, a 61-year-old woman, got frustrated by a slow car ahead of her, so she tried going around by driving in the bike lane. That's when she lost control of the car. It's bound to happen. Look at all these areas, all these restaurants. I mean, I'm not saying they don't make their money, but people got to be careful. They got to drive safer. Police say the second victim and the driver are both expected to survive. It's unclear if the driver will be charged. Now, the restaurant manager told us, thankfully, nobody was actually seated at the outdoor dining structure because of the rain. Otherwise, this deadly accident may have been even worse. We're live in Astoria, Queens. Allie Bauman, CBS2 News. All right, Allie, thank you. All right, and I appreciate that, uh, CBS2 New York, for the sound. Uh, so the lady was frustrated because somebody was driving a little bit slower than what she was or what she wanted or intended to be. Welcome to my world. I see that each and every night, every day, every night as I'm driving to work or from work to home, I see it because all these people think, oh, I need to get in front of you. Keep in mind, our speed limits here in California on certain freeways are 70. I'm doing like 70, 75. I'm telling you the truth. I'll do 70, 75. And I got people right up my tailpipe thinking, okay, let's move it. They want to do 80 or 90. I just move on the side of the road and I say, okay, do your thing and hopefully you don't get caught. And if you do get caught, well, I guess I'll still beat you. It's like the tortoise in the hair. You know, I may get there eventually, but I'm going to end up beating you because you're going to do something stupid. Anyways, that's just, you know, it's just frustrating when somebody is driving and they're right up your tailpipe. And it just bothers me to no end. Because if, if a car in front of me slows down or hits their brake, I tap my brakes, and I'm going to be rear-ended. That's just the way I see it, and I know how it's going to end up being. And now it's time for the top story from the previous show. All 
All right, it's top, time for the top story from the previous show, and I'm quite quite shocked in regards to this. I had uh, three stories, uh, one from NBC4 New York, uh, from WKMG6, and also from Fox 13 last week. And I think most of the people were intrigued by the dash cam video catching the car fly off the interstate into... A car dealership. A car that was caught on camera flying into the air before crashing into a car dealership has died. Troopers say a sergeant clocked 24-year-old Jennifer Carvajal going 111 miles an hour on I-4 near Mango Road. This was early this morning. You see the car veer off. The sergeant caught it on a camera. She made a hard right there, causing her car to go airborne and then crashing through an F-dot fence into that car dealership at Gator Ford. During the crash, two passengers were thrown from the car. They are seriously hurt, and another was rushed to the hospital where he later died. Carvajal, who troopers say was the only person in the car wearing a seatbelt, suffered just minor injuries. But tonight, she is facing several charges, including DUI and reckless driving. And investigators say the charges in the case will likely be updated. That was the top story from the previous show. All right, that's the top story from the previous show, and I appreciate uh, Desiree Batista for voicing that for me and putting it together. I love that soundbite. All right, so here we go with a story also from NBC7 in New York. I seem to be hanging around New York for a while. Uh, for those that did not know this, I grew up in upstate New York in a small town called Sherburn. Uh, went to Sherburn Herbal Central High School back in the day. So anybody listening to this podcast that is not familiar with that, you can Google that, check out the maps, and see where I attended high school back in the day. And this story comes from uh, where two high school, New York high, stu, or, uh, a high school student was killed in a crash, uh, a 16 and a 17-year-old, and it's just kind of bizarre. The DUI was involved. A young teen was drinking other people teens got in the car now this uh, person is really facing man uh vehicular manslaughter and again this story comes from uh abc7 or i'm sorry yeah abc7 new york i think i was doing so good up until then all right here we go and I'm Liz Cho. We're going to begin with that horrible crash in Rockland County. It happened early Saturday morning. A car carrying five students from Suffern High School crashed and then flipped over. The accident so bad a utility pole was snapped in half. A 16-year-old girl was killed. The 17-year-old driver now under arrest for DWI. The community left in shock over this tragedy. Eyewitness News reporter Joe Torres live in Suffern with more. Joe. David and Liz, you know the attraction, the allure of suburban villages like Suffern, like Montebello. They really do foster a sense of community, and that's good. When times are good, it magnifies the joy. But when times are tough, it shoulders the pain. Well, it's that sort of solidarity that right now is holding this village together following this weekend's tragic crash. 
The roadside memorial of flowers and stuffed animals highlights the grief and sorrow that grips much of Rockland County today. Early Saturday morning, a one-car crash on Route 202 in Montebello killed 16-year-old Jacqueline Zangrilli. She was a passenger in the rear seat. Police say three other teenage passengers suffered injuries and remain in a Westchester County hospital. Investigators charged the 17-year-old driver with DWI and vehicular manslaughter. All five teens were students at Suffern High School, where the flag today flies at half-staff. Victoria Gluck lives near the crash scene. I just said to my daughter, I said, whatever you do, you know, don't ever get in a car with anyone. You know, just call me, call daddy, call somebody, just, you know, or I told her, be the party pooper, just be the safe driver. Ramapo police say excessive speed led the teenage driver to lose control of the 2003 Jaguar sedan. The impact severed a utility pole and left the vehicle on its side. Investigators will now examine where the teenagers were before the crash, where they got the alcohol, and who provided it to them. But even for veteran professional officers, a tragedy like this is personal. Anytime there's, there's children involved, it's, di it's difficult. I have young kids, it makes it, you know, it, it definitely hits home. It's just devastating to have this happen to somebody who's so young and the other uh, students who were injured. Uh, the motto is suffering uh, strong and everyone is trying to stay strong, but it's, it's not an easy time. All right, and again, that story came from ABC7 in New York, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Uh, again, teens driving, speeding, mm, alcohol, mm, not good. The only thing I can say is, I am a strong advocate for driver education in high school. I took it in high school. Many of my classmates, if not all of them, took it in high school. If you take it in high school, it can also help lower your insurance. It can make you a safer and better driver. It can't really actually make you a safer and better driver. It's going to make you aware of the dangers out there, which in turn could make you a safer driver, but it just doesn't wave a magic wand and you're a safe driver. Here's a story from KTLA Channel 5, and this is a story that I, you know, it just burns me how this kind of a hit and run can happen, and the two women that were involved in it, or the perpetrators, if you will, end up walking away to a local hospital leaving three people dead, and then, of course, they were found, they were arrested, they are in custody. Again, this story comes from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Frank, this all unfolded on Brookhurst Street near Orange Avenue. This is a very busy area. Uh, law enforcement tells us they get speeding from time to time over here. Not sure if that was the case here. Uh, this could just be a simple accident where you had this black SUV pulling out of a shopping center parking lot and then the white Mercedes where you see all these officers crowded around just racing down the street at a high rate of speed and plowing in to that black SUV. Sadly, three people did lose their lives all in that black SUV. That's why there are now sheets covering up that vehicle. Um, to make matters worse, authorities say the two people that were in the white Mercedes that hit the SUV, they both fled the scene. Uh, detectives have since found that hit-and-run driver and her passenger. Turns out they were in a nearby hospital getting treated. You can see just how serious this crash was because firefighters had to... Uh, 
cut off the roof of that black SUV just to get to the victims inside. Unfortunately, there was nothing that could be done to save them. The accident happened at 2.50 this morning. Police tell us this Mercedes had two women inside of it when it crashed into the black SUV with three men inside of it. The impact was intense. The Mercedes even caught fire for a short time. All three men of the victims were pronounced dead here on the scene a short time after rescuers arrived. The men have not been identified yet. Why the women in the white Mercedes-Benz ran from the scene is still unknown. Police say they were badly hurt. It didn't take detectives long to find that driver and her passenger. Authorities tell us they put out an alert for hospitals to be on the lookout for anybody coming in needing treatment for car accident-type injuries. That is what led detectives to these two banged-up women. It, it's absolutely a horrific crash. This was a, a very early morning crash when streets were pretty deserted. Slow down, drive safely, call for a designated driver or a ride share if you've been drinking. Family members of the three men who lost their lives here are still being notified. An investigation into this crash is going to be going on for some time this morning. This whole area, Brookhurst Street near Orange Avenue in Anaheim, is completely shut down and will likely be closed for several more hours. We're live in Anaheim on the scene. I'm Steve Kouj, KTLA 5. Back to you for now. All right, again, I thank KTLA Channel 5 for allowing me to use the sound. You know, to tell you the truth, I know exactly where that is. I drive right near that. Uh, on that road every day while I'm heading into work and everything. It just bothers me again that these people still continue to do what they got to do and they walk away from it. A, a crash that was so bad like that and they tried to walk away? Oh, my gosh. All right. Remember, put your cell phone in the glove box and wait until you get to your destination. Until next time, be safe.